Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeRandall.com slash fitathlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we talk about some of our strategies for treating low back pain. The Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure you knew about my free online course on the introduction to performance therapy and training. If you want to learn how to get started optimizing and enhancing performance, this is the course for you. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash performance to sign up today. Welcome back, everybody. The latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. I'm up at Champion PT Performance with our team of a bunch of physical therapists, strength coaches here at Champion, uh, answering your questions. Anything you guys want to talk about, send them in. We'll answer away. We love getting back to all of these great questions. So thanks so much. So today, what do we got? We got Duesh Podell, Mike Scudo, Lenny McCrina, Dan Pope, Kevin Coughlin, Dave Tilly, and Lisa Russell as Champion continues to grow and grow and grow. Um, that's only like half of us, right? There's so many others behind the scenes. But Len, who do we have for uh, for students today? We have some. Uh, we have some really, really, really good students. Um, I think this could be one of the last few times you guys see these students. Um, over the next few weeks, they will be leaving us. Um, but we have Ben Fisher from the University of Kentucky. Um, we have Zach Leal uh, from New York University, and we have Chris Fonzi Afonso from Clarkson University, way up there hey. in Canada, in hey. Southern Canada. Hey. Hey. So a lot of pressure on your this current group of students, right? Because they just got to meet somebody really special, right? Which I thought was uh, really cool. But one of our last students, Katie, who you may remember, her mom came and visited us at Champion. Katie doesn't even work here anymore. She's not even part of us anymore. And her mom came to visit. And it was a real special moment that I'm really sad I missed, Mary. Thank you for coming. Um, I miss you. But, man, future students, you got to get your mom to come yeah, visit. No pressure. It's like yeah. it's, it, <laughs> you're, you're going to be behind if you don't. So, uh, But anyway, what do, we, uh, what do we got today? Who's up today, Ben? Jackson from Charleston asks, as a PT student, I've had some difficulty in approaching low back pain and understanding what treatments I would need to give based on my findings. Do you all have any advice on developing a strategy for evaluating low back pain and knowing which treatments are best for the patient? That, that's a great question, um, Jackson. Um, and I, th I think I've had that question. I think I know Kevin and I talked about this like, you know, a little bit ago. I mean, I think we've all had that question for some reason. Call me crazy. Do you guys agree with this? Low back pain tends to be one of the most generic things people talk about. Low back and what what the heck is low back pain? It can, it can literally be a million different things depending on the person, the activity, the age, the you know. There's so many things low back pain can be, and like and and we're even doing like research on that on low back pain. Like, what is low back pain? Like, that's that's like saying body pain. I have body pain, and man, like nothing seems to be effective with my body pain. Right. It just, it, it just, it's, it seems enormous to me with low back pain. So Jackson, I get it. I, I remember when I was super self-conscious that I didn't know how to work 
with back pain patients because I felt like I was like, I was missing a little bit something. So um, I'm sure maybe we can, we can kind of share it though. But I think what I like here is Jackson's looking for a strategy and approach. And I kind of like that. So I don't know who wants to start. Maybe, maybe Kevin, I know you've kind of like, I know you wrapped your head around this a little bit yourself personally. So how, how'd you go about your approach from being in Jackson's shoes to where you are now? Yeah. Um, hopefully you guys can hear me with the, the connection out in air mass, but um, <laughs> yeah, it was something that I definitely struggled with uh, when I was a student coming out because of the things you just said, Mike, you know, what is low back pain? There's so many different types of back pain. And I think the first step for me was really just trying to access uh, the clinical practice guidelines for some sort of guidance on how do we categorize back pain? Um, and I think that's the big thing when you look at the literature, um, some of the stuff that, you know, Julie has published and, you know, stuff like that, I think is worth diving into. Uh, and some of the things that you see over and over again is trying to put different types of back pain into a specific category. Um, and that's a good place to start. And then kind of what you'll see from there is, you know, acute back pain, you really want to rule out red flags, make sure that it's someone who is, um, appropriate for physical therapy um, and then encourage movement and stuff like that. But it all starts with a good examination and trying to figure out what category you can put this person into. I, I, I don't think, I don't think there's anything more important than that. Right, Kevin? I think you, you totally nailed it. And I, I think orthopedically we've tried to do this with things like patellofemoral pain, right? Where again, junk terms that just mean so much. I like that. You, you have to categorize. All right. So, so Kevin, then what, what, what categories would you, what, what do you look at? How do you characterize low back pain? Sure. Yeah. So just some of the, the categories that are out there that the research tells us we should look at is, is this someone with a uh, mobility deficit? Um, is this someone with ridiculous back pain? Um, because those are going to be treated very differently, right? If it's someone with ridiculous back pain, we're kind of looking for a directional preference. Um, some way to centralize their pain, that type of thing. Um, versus if this is someone with like a chronic low back pain, we're trying to figure out any lifestyle modifications that we might be able to make um, because that's going to be a big, a big driver of maybe why they're having some of this pain um, and then really get them moving in, in, in a safe way. But, you know, we're not going to dive right into a strength and conditioning program with someone with ridiculous pain. If certain movements might be, causing their pain to, you know, get a little worse. We have to make sure we're moving them in the right direction. Um, so those are some of the categories I g- generally tend to think about. I, you know, and I actually, I think I agree with you like really well here that it really could be that simple. It's like, do you have neurological back pain or non-neurological back pain, right? Are there some sort of neuro symptoms, like anything, you know, radiculopathy, like, you know, more than just my low back hurts in pointing to my low back. Um, and I, I think that's probably the best, like easy, broad categorization, categorization uh, that you could probably do. So, um, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I like that. I would say when you don't think of it this way, sometimes we can apply the wrong treatments, right? So, you know, let, let's, let's, let's use a different body part to kind of talk about that because I think this will make more sense to people. But what we're saying right there, let's say it's shoulder pain, right? 
we oftentimes have some acute pain and inflammation that we're trying to work on, but then we have underlying things that are suboptimal that we need to optimize to get them to function better, to maybe get them to not have this in the future again. I think it's the same thing. The neurological issues with the back is almost like the acute pain, right? So you have to do treatments to get through that neurological flare up for whatever that may be. But then you have this whole other thing of just take a step back and do what we do best. We work on mobility, we work on control, and then we work on loading the body once they have mobility and control. So that way they can be a little bit more resilient in the future. Right. And I think a lot of people make back pain, like super more complicated than that sometimes. Right. So yeah. Who else, Dan, what do you think? Well, I think, and I'm curious if uh, he's asking this question, um, just because there's a lot of research out there showing that a lot of things work for low back pain, you know, walking programs, yoga, Pilates, strength training, motor control exercises. I've seen some studies where people are doing like one rep max deadlifts and it's helping with their low back pain. So when you see that, it's hard to know what do I use, right? Um, And I think at least a big thing for me is that it probably comes down to the, the patient and what they want to do, right? If you have, you know, I... I'm posting something on social media today about doing safety squat bar good mornings, right? For folks who have low back pain. And to be honest, that's phenomenal for, let's say, a powerlifter that has back pain, you know, with reps above 80% of their max. But if my mom came to me and she's like, you know, my back's hurting, I wouldn't say, well, safety squat bar good mornings, mom. You got to get in the squat rack. Come on. <laughs> um, and, you know, I don't know. I, think I, when, I bet your mom would, though, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think when people see those studies, it's, it's worrisome. It's like, well, what the heck do I do? You know, there's so much, what's best. Well, you know, when I see studies like that, you know, a counterpoint to that is a lot works, right? So again, make sure you're safe and you're choosing a good intervention. You're not like blowing through a bunch of neuro symptoms and the person's getting foot drop. Like that's definitely not good, but you probably have a lot of options that suit the patient that's in front of you. And you can choose the ones you think they're actually going to do and enjoy, you know? Right. I, and I think that's a good add on to what kind of Kevin started with there too. Like when, when you start trying to figure out what to do with that person, like get them through their acute neurological symptoms, focus on the basics, right? Work on mobility, soft tissue work, you know, joint, whatever it may be, work on their mobility. Maybe their hips are tight. It's putting extra strain on the back. Who knows, right? Work on their mobility, work on their control, which is often lumbopelvic, right? So core hips, right? And then, then load them, right? Get them to these patterns. Some people that loading is walking. Some people that loading is, uh, would you say your mom was doing safety squad? Good mornings. Yeah. She's doing one rep maxes, you know, I mean, I mean, that's, that is, this is mama Pope. If I, if I knew, if I knew her, but, uh, yeah. What do you think, Dave? So D- Dave, you, you have a lot more like in addition, yeah, I guess there's a whole nother category, right. But like the acute injury too, but anyway, go with what you were going to say. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say that I've unfortunately seen a lot of people with the acute side of, of both, I guess, the most common, which is discogenic kind of flexion intolerant and then extension-based you know, PARS defects from gymnastics. So I, I find myself, the more and more I do and the more and more I learn about this, I'm actually keeping things much more simple during the acute flare-up phase. I think that that's where a lot of new grads and me in particular, and I think Kevin and I had this conversation with him when he was a student, is like that first two weeks and someone's really flared up, is really hard to manage sometimes because they're in so much pain, man. They're, they're, it's brutal when you have acute back pain. So for people who have either discogenic issues, inflection, intolerance, or extension, I'm trying my best to spend more time on the subjective eval and figure out like what triggers your pain, what makes it better. And oftentimes you can tease out someone with inflection intolerance. Like, actually, I feel okay when I get up and I walk around. I just can't, I can't get to like a long car ride to work. And the other person, like a gymnast is like, I feel pretty crappy when I walk for a long time, but if I sit, I feel a little bit better for a while. So you have to tease out their directional preference. And I find myself trying to have a better conversation about what they're doing the other like 
20 to, you know, 16 to 20 hours of the day that doesn't involve PT, that doesn't involve a home program more so than like these seven exercises are going to make you feel amazing. So it's about, you know, get up and walk. If you have a flexion intolerant back pain, try to sit with like a, a towel roll in your lower back, try to do 10 to 15 cat camels or light press ups every two hours for a couple of days. I'm trying to like overdose a very few exercises multiple times throughout the day consistently the same way we do like getting knee extension back and someone who has a stiff knee we wouldn't blast through an hour of crazy intense exercise and it's the same for someone who has extension-based back pain it's like try your best to get up and you know not stand for a long period of time if you're like a strength coach and your back hurts when you stand for a while so i would just say keep it really simple and try to educate the person on you know why that tissue is really sensitive than trying to give i just see so many people with back pain have like literally pages and pages and pages of exercises that they have to do every day. And I mean, anybody in this call wouldn't do an hour of their own home program probably. And we prescribe it for a living. So a busy person with a painful back is probably not going to do a 40 minute exercise routine. <laughs> that's a, that's a very solid point, but no, I mean, I, I think to kind of like summarize a little bit here too. I mean, I, I think Jackson, like, I think what we're getting at is you probably feel a little overwhelmed because you don't have a ton of experience working with low back pain. And it takes a while to get experience for working with low back pain because again, it's so generic, right? So you may have 10, your first 10 low back pain patients in your career may all have completely different reasons why they have low back pain. So it seems daunting. It seems like there's a lot going on, but that doesn't necessarily mean there is stick to your principles. And it's the same principles you use with other joints, right? Get them out of their acute phase, right? Reduce tone, reduce, you know, uh, you know, whatever sort of like reciprocal inhibition that happens or guarding that happens from something and then work on your fundamentals, mobility, control, load, right? Like we kind of, we say that all the time. Those are like our big fundamentals. And I think you'll do a much better job. And as you see more, you'll get more comfortable. So, you know, so great episode, great advice, good stuff. Uh, thanks so much for asking Jackson. Um, I bet you a ton of people feel the same way. So don't feel bad about that. And I think that hopefully this will be a helpful uh, thing. Of course, there's tons to learn, right? Like Kevin didn't get to this point in his educational process without going to a bunch of courses and stuff. So, you know, if you really want to get better at low back pain, start saying like, okay, I, man, I feel like I'm really good at the category of like, of neurogenic, but not so much on like the acute trauma, like Dave said, like a pars. So seek out that information and, and do that. And I think, I think you'll do great. So uh, really appreciate it again. Thanks so much. Please head to iTunes, Spotify, rate, review us so we can keep doing this and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks again. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeRinal.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeRinal.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.